Marketing Podcast. I'm Sarah, host and account manager at 21 Handshake. I'm Ashley, another account manager at 21 Handshake. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. If you're new around here, the purpose of this podcast is to inform and discuss all things B2B digital marketing with a little crossover to B2C. From content to SEO to social, we discuss industry trends, tips, and tricks. It's both for the newbie marketer, the business owner, and the seasoned marketer. Marketer. Ooh, I can't talk <laughs> because we are in Vegas. That is why I can't talk. Maybe a little too much party. And anyways, like I said, we are currently here at the International Builders Show in Vegas. And we want to take a moment to talk about that experience first, why we're here, and what we are enjoying. So whereas our agency serves many B2B clients, near and dear to our heart is the building and materials industry due to our leadership here at 21 Handshake having been involved in that industry before starting the agency. So you could say we are touching base with our roots here in Vegas. Our mission this year is to help building manufacturers localize their product and connect with more pros. And this is just one more huge step in that direction. Even though a primary service of our agency is social, we believe wholeheartedly that face-to-face is important, and that's why we are here, most of all, the Builder Builder Show, to connect with both clients and maybe meet some new people as well. So, Ashley, what have you enjoyed about the show so far? As a first-timer. Yeah, so this is... We're all movies here at IBS. (laughs) But this is also my first time in Vegas, first time at IBS, the International Builders Show. Right. So this whole experience has been a little overwhelming, but <laughs> definitely like a positive experience. Right. Um, I think just like the biggest thing that I was taken back by is how massive this show is. And in fact, I noticed that first on the plane here. Um, we, you know, Grand Rapids to Chicago and then Chicago to Vegas. And from Chicago to Vegas, our entire flight was coming to this show. And I am sure there were several of those scenarios, but it really put things into perspective because it, it can be so easy to feel like the, the building materials industry is such like a small, like niche market, but it's actually massive. And I think Isaac mentioned there's like 100,000 people here or something. Like yeah, it's crazy. It was like three exhibition halls, right? Oh, yeah. And Our even outside. And I don't even think we went outside <laughs> because ironically in Vegas, it's not warm right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> which hasn't happened like in 15 years. Something like that, yeah. I can't even believe oh, it. Oh, man. Alex, what have you enjoyed about the show? Um, there are, so I actually, I had the pleasure of going two years ago when it was in Orlando. Um, and I know it's more recently it started switching. I think it's every two years it mm-hmm. switches between Orlando yeah. and yeah. Vegas. Yeah. And there's there's a handful of people that, that love it in Orlando for because di- you know for different reasons right. and then of course there's a group that just loves when it's in Vegas <laughs> for obvious reasons yeah for obvious um, reasons <laughs> and I, I will say there's definitely um, I think that there is a more kind of fun festive vibe mm-hmm. to this one yeah whereas the Orlando one like it, Orlando's obviously still a great place this time of year it's even warmer than it is in Vegas mm-hmm. even when Vegas weather is normal yeah um, <laughs> And but it's just it's 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 different, and I think I think this has been a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more obviously Everyone's like it's relaxed. Vegas. It's more in your face. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's more going on. Kind of I don't know. Yeah. Um, but as far as the show itself, there are some some cool products that we that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I 
we spent like all day basically walking around. Oh all yeah, the halls. my feet, my feet are tired. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were a couple of products that stood out to me that I saw that were just like way unique. I mean, you see so many. There are tons of of of, of like kitchen and bath like mm-hmm. faucet. Well, right, because it's and, not only IBS; it's like a kitchen bath right. part two to the show. Yeah, so tons right. of that stuff. And there's yeah. there's door manufacturers. There's you know there's the standard, standard stuff. Yeah. But then there's there's always a few things that stand way out, and so there are two things for me. One of them was there's this company um, who makes these like steel and glass frame doors, but they're not they're doors more like garage, uh, garage. Like they pull doors. up. Uh, so not vertically. your normal like sliding door. Exactly, it's not a sliding door like you would experience from your normal builder. It's kind of and it actually has like a like a, a like this beautifully built hand crank. These things are like manufactured in Italy and they're super expensive. Like there was the one that they had right. um, in their booth had it was a it was approximately the size of a normal garage door and they said it it, it runs around a hundred thousand dollars because they're they're all entirely custom manufactured. They're made in Italy. They're shipped here right. and you know all this stuff. They said that they had a one of um, one of their biggest projects recently was a 60 foot long glass and steel door that opens as one piece. Dang. And yeah. that was somewhere in Seattle, I don't But <laughs> like, I can't even imagine how much that must have cost. Yeah. Um, anyway, the other cool thing that we ran into was, um, if some of you remember a few episodes ago, we were using a bark siding manufacturer. Yeah, we were, we were running through like a scenario for your ideal uh, buyer. Right, yeah, yeah, and ironically. And <laughs> so that is a company that actually exists. Sarah, you found it because you were looking at the IBS, or who was going to be attending right, IBS. Right, yeah, and Asheville caught my eye, just I think Asheville, North Carolina is a cool place. <laughs> and so we actually ended up running into that company today, and that was it was cool to actually it's see their fascinating. product. fascinating. They have like several options for bark siding. I mean, imagine yeah. like bark on a tree. So they have like natural ones, which they have to harvest. Yeah, like, and they get like limited quantity, which makes sense. It does make you know, sense. like protection and I'm sure. And, and then they manufacture their own like synthetic bark, um, right. which is obviously like more uh, available. Exactly. Um, but it was so fascinating talking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, she said like the newest thing and siding in a really long time. Well, I mean, if you think about it, nothing's fundamentally hasn't changed about siding in a in yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. And you got yeah, your vinyl, vinyl and your, and your shakes yeah. and your like fiber cement and all that kind of stuff, and and the textures and things of those kinds of like change and the colors change and year in and year out. Those kinds of things um, mm-hmm. differ a little bit, but there hasn't been one thing that's like whoa, this is different, new kind of a thing in yeah, right. she said like thirty years. Yeah, so, so that's. Super cool, super cool. Anyway, if you want to look more into it, they're called Bark Clad. Yeah. They're really yeah. cool. It's really cool. If you need that kind of northern woodsy vibe yeah. to your home, I think it'd be just perfect. But um, another reason that we are here in Vegas is we are talking about helping local manufacturers. So whether that be like a Bark Clad or our maybe high pricey garage <laughs> big garage door um, but we are talking about what we call brand demand strategy which is really taking um, content and contextualizing that down to a local market and we wanted to kind of touch base on that and explain a little bit more about 
um, why we're kind of passionate about this brand demand strategy in reaching that local market. So the brand demand strategy, wow, say that 10 times really <laughs> fast. Um, it's a tongue tie. It, in a nutshell, it takes a national product and then relates it back to the local market. So we all know it can be hard to reach every single market that we want our product to be in. I mean, you just can't have that many salespeople. It's right. just, yeah, you. <laughs> it wouldn't probably be good for the payroll, <laughs> let alone every pro we want to connect with. So if you think about all the hundreds of millions of builders and remodelers out there, ones here that are at the show versus mm -hmm. not the show. I mean, we all probably just know a handful on our own of just local remodelers and builders. It's very hard to do that. So we take a national product and kind of break it down to the local level using local pros. And then we dispense that information to local market using social media tools. And this kind of came about as a problem that Isaac had actually seen right. a lot when he worked in the industry and his industry friends, um, like still to this day, had noticed that it was an issue. There's like a missing piece between national manufacturers, manufacturers um, and then like down the, the, the chain, right. you know, there's like the manufacturers, the distributors, the right. like, local hardware store, right? There are all these different moving pieces that need to work cohesively together in order for manufacturers, you know, increase sales, right? Everyone wants to increase sales. Yeah, and, and obviously the more the more stops that message has down that, that channel, the more it's gonna get either diluted or oh, get yeah. changed a little bit, mm -hmm. or, or it won't necessarily, but essentially it won't necessarily be as strong or correct of a message as the manufacturer probably would have liked or intended yeah. to from the very beginning. Exactly. Or it can even be hard for the manufacturer to know who all those raving fans of their products are out there. They could have, you know, um, Joe, the remodeler from, you know, tiny town, say mm -hmm. Michigan, Martin, Michigan, mm -hmm. and they could, wouldn't maybe know that he has a lot of great clients and he's always recommending their products because he's a big fan, mm -hmm. but they may not ever know that. Yeah, and I think the other part too is that the the salespeople, the people on the local level, have so much power um, in terms of selling yeah. the product because that's how like their customers are getting exactly. their hands on it. And so, how can we work with the manufacturers to work with the local level exactly to like increase demand for that product exactly, mm -hmm. um, and, and that, therefore increase sales? Like this is the right. And tell me, wh why does this product or service work really well in this market? You know, if I'm thinking about X product, the reason I'm going to buy it in Florida is likely different than why I would buy it in the Northeast. 100%. Right? 100%. And People so, use it differently. They have different ideas about it in different markets. Mm -hmm. And that, so that's the key to this is, is essentially having someone local um, in a local market who is a fan of the product explain why they like it for their market. Exactly. So we kind of break this down into three T's to make it easy. <laughs> we call it your talkers, your topics, and your tools. So again, your talkers would be those raving fans. Mm -hmm. Your topics would be basically your product, what they love about it. And then your tools would be like social and video and mm -hmm. all of that. So let's kind of break this down a little bit. Let's discuss this pro this process so everyone kind of knows exactly what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so Alex, who are the talkers and how 
do the talkers maybe differentiate from like a standard like testimonial from somebody? So, so your talkers, like we've said, are, are your crazy raving fans about your product. They are probably the builders or the renovators um, in a certain market who are the ones who are always using your product. Right. They're the ones who are unwaveringly loyal mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. Um, they will go out of their way to talk about your product or recommend it to their, yeah. to their buddies who are mm -hmm. in the industry. Um, they're, they're the ones who are kind of like at the top of the food chain of, of lovers and supporters and active, <laughs> um, uh, active supporters of your product. Right, yeah. So that, in a nutshell, would be your talker. Yeah. And Ashley, what would be like the topics? Why is it helpful to equip the talkers, the product fans, with the right topics to talk about? Yeah. So, like Alex had mentioned before, and, and we've talked about this like several times on the podcast, right. making sure that messaging is consistent. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, like prompting the talkers with topics. Um, helps maintain that consistency yeah. in the messaging. Um, obviously, you don't want to like control that too much, or it becomes really unauthentic. Right, right. But um, yeah, so topics are definitely important in um, educating. You know. Yeah. Again, the education part of it is huge, and mm -hmm. if they're. You know, I always think, I think of it kind of like, if they're telling somebody else about your product, you want to kind of make sure that it's kind of spot it's correct on information. what they're, yeah, yeah. yeah, what they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, just to kind of, you know, get that messaging correct. <laughs> and lastly, the tools. Now, I know some of you might wonder, you know, we are a digital marketing agency. Why didn't we bring up the tools first? Every marketer loves their tools, but, the video tools and the social media tools, etc. we believe in the principle that word of mouth is a bigger idea that sits on top of your social. So it's like word of mouth sits on top of social if you think of like maybe mm -hmm. a little equation there. If you give someone reason to talk about you and then you make it easier for that conversation to take place, then your fans will even kind of more support and rally around you. Yeah. So, yeah, agreed, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's move on to how we make it easier for this conversation to take place because that's essentially what we, what like a building manufacturer <clears throat> might want. They want that rallying and support, but they want that to be amplified, mm -hmm. not to use the buzzword. <laughs> so Alex, why don't you t give us a glimpse into how we use video tools? And Ashley, why don't we talk about how we take that video and use it on the offense during social media campaigns? Yeah, so the, the video is kind of, it is, it is the tool that we use to, to tie this all together. Um, the video is the place where we take uh, our talkers and have them talk about their topics. Right, in, in the local market. Exactly. And, um, and it's, it's, it's the simplest way to kind of get that, that messaging all in one place in, in um, very consumable form. And it's like the most organic and authentic form as well. You can really capture like every little thing with video, like um, the facial expressions yeah. that they say when they're talking about how much mm -hmm. they love your right. product or like in it's the, the joy, the, the feeling, the... Yeah, it's the nuance of the emotion, the inflections exactly. that you hear when yeah. they get like really excited about talking about something and they get a little, <laughs> right. little bit faster or something like that, which won't come off in, in a quote in a blog or something like that. Really. No, no. As well as I think the video can show that product actually in the local market so sure. whereas someone's like well I don't know your product isn't really being used in my area oh well bam here is someone using it 
at that house down the street. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, so part of that video is obviously it's not just to, to show the product in that specific project, but then also showing, like you said, the contextuality. Is that, is that a word? <laughs> yeah. Um, it is now. Now. It is so, now. <laughs> so when you're, you know, when you're talking about your Martin, Michigan, you're going to want to show some of the landmarks of Martin in that video. Oh, yeah. Or, totally. or, or the greater Martin area, right? Right. Um, to, to really give that viewer the um, the mental clues that like this is being used in this area we are specifically here exactly and I think to bring it back to like a marketing perspective we love video so much because it's effective like uh, on social media oh, yeah. specifically uh, like it catches viewers attentions and, and hold if you do it right holds their attention really well um, so yeah it works right really well with uh, social campaigns and on the topic of that I mean like it's important important to have a whole social campaign when you're talking about this kind of stuff making it easier to have right. that conversation online um i think like a great tidbit is to have a hashtag and yeah. a unique one that um you can follow but also that your your loyal fans and community can you know engage Rally in the conversation around. again yeah. you're making it easier for them to talk about you mm -hmm. and who doesn't love when something is just easy to do 100%. we all do we all do <laughs> and i think putting it on the offense during social media and why social media is the perfect place is um maybe a building manufacturer might not know where all their audience is but mm -hmm. odds are a majority of them are on facebook or instagram mm -hmm. or some social media platform youtube um and they're they're scrolling at night and they're looking and they're connecting and it's so you know, interesting it's, we're in like such a, right now we're in such this world of like influence right there's all these big influencers you right. talk about like makeup or sports or i don't know <laughs> um but it, it really dwindles down to, to like the micro level, like the normal human being. Like I think everyone like enjoys sharing a product yeah. with their friend that they truly love. Like it's it's it feels good to share that kind yeah. of information and feel like you're being helpful to somebody else. So yeah, I guess maybe consider that too when you when you're looking at And that's without a doubt the most strong form of influence is when someone close to you recommends something. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the most powerful, trustworthy, yep, 100%. Right, most effective. What, we call those the micro or the nano influencers, right? Yeah. Throw back <laughs> to, to that episode a long time ago when we talked about that. <laughs> it's I forget such, what episode that is, but... Influencers such, such a buzzword, but um, it, it's effective. Right, right, and basically anybody can be an influencer in their own right. We yeah. are all influencing mm -hmm. other people every day. Yeah, whether it's we true. Kind of realize it or it's not. true. So, yeah. so in a nutshell, there you have it. Why we are on Vegas. Why we're excited to be here because we want more people talking about your brand in the local market, mm -hmm. boom. <laughs> so let us know, did you go to the International Builder Show or maybe you just love Vegas and wanna tell us about your Vegas experience? We'd love to hear it. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> Drop us a note on social media and let us know what you love about either of those topics. And a shameless plug here, if you're in the building materials industry and want to get on, on this program that's innovative and works, We'd definitely love to talk with you. We can send you even some examples of some bigger players that we've worked with. So, <laughs> hint, hint. Anyways, did you love this episode? Of course you did. The answer is yes. I know it. You know it. Rate us five stars and then share it with a friend. Until next episode, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs>